Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Josh, what's going on, buddy? Not too much, Will. How are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, hello and welcome to the Raptors Over Everything live call-in show presented by KFC. I'm your host, William Lou. Joining me as always, follow co-host Josh Hart. Josh, um, how'd you spend your weekend? Did you, uh, did you enjoy Raptors Nets? Like, be honest. For the fact that even though it was a sweep, which is objectively great, did you do anything to celebrate the sweep? Um, to sell? No, but I had a great weekend. I went to Hamilton on Saturday. It was very fun. All right. Um, hung out with uh, MP, friend of ours. Right. Uh, checked out her home. It was really nice. Uh, but yeah, the series uh, objectively sucked. It was not very exciting at any point. Um, but it's nice to you know complete a sweep. I guess dropped a hundred points on the bench. So that's pretty tight. How did you enjoy, Will? Um. Yeah, it was my brother's birthday over the weekend, so um, been spoiling him. He turned 18, so it was nice to uh, celebrate the day with him. But yeah, I mean, you know, if you know, I think that was it. Really, it was nice. I think you said it best. <laughs> it's cool that the Raptors swept the Nets. Uh, I thought the Nets would put up a little bit more of a fight. It seemed like once they lost Joe Harris on top of everyone else, they just yeah. completely threw in the towel. Game three and four were not competitive whatsoever. Um, and it was just whatever, you know, the Raptors were clearly a better team. The, the Nets are clearly in a different, you know, distressed situation. And Raptors took care of business. It's actually great. Um, and now we get to play, you know, the Celtics in the first round. First off, uh, how, how nervous are you on a scale once it's in here? Oh, Josh, you're right. Sorry about that. Um, on a scale from 1 to 10, I'm not worried at all about beating the Boston Celtics. Uh-huh. I think that, like, beyond the Kemba Walker, uh, Dale Tice, pick and roll. I don't think they have too much offense the Raptors can't deal with. And I don't know. I've like, I've thought about it. I don't, I think losing Gordon Hayward's really bad. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Do you feel super stressed out? Um, I mean, it's, it's Lowry. The feeling of with Lowry is, it stresses me out. I think the Celtics are pretty well equipped to defend the Raptors. And I think that was the case even without Kyle there. And I mean, sorry, that was the case even with Kyle there. And now without Kyle, I don't I don't know, man. The Celtics are really – they have the kind of wing defenders you need to guard the Raptors. Um, and I don't know. It's going to be a struggle. I think it's going to be a long series. I, I, I had the Raptors over the Celtics when, it, when Lowry was in and Hayward was out. Now I think it's a lot closer. I mean, it was close to begin with, but um, I'm mostly nervous about Kyle, really. Uh, but So do we know it's a foot injury? Like he's maybe – all we know is that Kyle left the game, uh, and it's the arch of his foot that they're looking at. So, um, you know, I don't know, man. Are you a uh, – I'm not a podiatrist. I, podiatrist. Maybe we'll have a yeah. podiatrist calling me. I feel like we have If we have podiatrists listening, please call in. Tell us some nice in, things you know. about Kyle's foot because we're all worried. Uh, you know, it didn't look that serious, right? Because it wasn't one of those injuries where you could say, okay, wow, it's, you know – Dwayne Casey is playing Fred Van in game 82, and he gets crushed by Bam Adebayo on a screen. Didn't need to do that. 
Like, this is Kyle Lowry playing in the first quarter, you know. Yeah, the Raptors are up big, but still. Yeah, you're not going to take him. You're not going to bench him after the eight-minute mark of the first quarter. So, it's just well, – I mean, yeah, I mean, who knows? But, yeah, it's, uh, it's just unfortunate. Hopefully, he's okay. I mean, I still, you know, have a lot of confidence in the Raptors. I think Pascal's going to do really well in the series. But it should be really fun. And, honestly, after all these years of just, like, what, Celtics being in the playoffs, like, five, six straight years – Raptors being in the playoffs seven straight years. I don't even know how it was possible for the Raptors who have missed the Celtics or the missed the Celtics who have ducked the Raptors this much, but oh, I'm happy I it's saw, finally happening. This is the very first time these two teams are playing in the playoffs or as these like iterations. No, no, like, very have the first Raptors time. and Celtics never played in the playoffs against one another? That no. seems the nice thing about the Raptors in the playoffs is outside these last seven years, they were only in the playoffs at like four times. So you could go back and remember. I get I guess so. I like yeah. I always thought that my Paul Pierce hatred was, like, inspired by a playoff loss, but I can't remember one. It just seemed like a weird, a weird Snapple fact. Raptors-Celtics have never happened, but, mm. hey, here we go. Um, but with that, we have our first caller on the line, uh, Samir from Toronto. Welcome back to the show, Samir. How are you doing? Good. How are you guys? Good. All right. How'd you enjoy Raptors' uh, Nets? All right. Uh, um... It was a little like yeah, I was boring, like you guys said. But um, I respect the Nets, man. They they were depleted. They, I, at least they tried on like Philly. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, so, Philly is hilarious, uh... man. <laughs> but like, let, let me just take yeah, a quick tangent like... and talk about what happened to Philly since coming to the bubble, because people might not understand. So See, Philadelphia comes to yeah. the bubble. People are like, "Wow, you know what? Maybe this is what they need. There are no distractions. They're all focused." What they did was they lost Ben Simmons due to injury. Very unfortunate, okay? Um, and Bede is now questioning his future with the team, basically saying, I'm not really sure what's going to go on. If I'm here, I'm here. Otherwise, I'm, I'm not. Uh, they're going to let go of Brett Brown. It's most it's merciful, really. Uh, Al Horford's running pick and roll for them in crunch time. They uh, had Stanley Johnson hit a buzzer beater on them, uh, which is, you know, has not happened outside of the OVO Athletic Center, I guess. And um, they got swept by the, the Celtics, and now everyone wants to burn down this team. They yeah. want to bring Sam Hinkie back. It is the worst possible scenario, so I'm really enjoying this. Anyway, what were you saying? Yeah. Um, yeah, so my question is actually two-parter, but first part is um, if Lowry, assuming Lowry's out, let's say for game one, do you think the Raptors should go um, put Norman Powell or should they go big? And then the second part is um, do you think this, like what do you think are the keys? Like do you think it just comes down to Powell and Ibaka outplaying the bench of the Celtics. I mean, that's actually an interesting question. I never really thought too much about sort of going big as an adjustment. Honestly, with Nick Nurse being as strange as he is, I think he would like to do that um, and, and kind of throw yeah. a curveball at the Celtics right away. But no, I, I, I still think that you start Norm just because I, I know Norm is really successful with the starting five, right? Like he's done really well. Um, I think he's averaged close to 20 points a game this year with the starters. You know, Kyle's obviously missed time earlier this season. Norm stepped in. He did well in those roles too. So I actually do feel like, especially with Norm's scoring ability in the half court, just another option to to balance it out because we know the Celtics are going to ignore OG. We know the Celtics are going to ignore Mark. So you're going to need three scores on the floor to sort of balance it out. And I I, I definitely believe yeah. in Norm more of a score than, than Serge, but – Going big could also be interesting just because I think the Celtics might struggle to adapt to that in game one. This could be something you do, but that's kind of a, more of a move you, you make when you're the underdog, you know? I, I still think the Raptors can yeah. play it a little bit more even and, and go with Norm. 
Josh, what do you yeah. Think? So and so, what do you guys think is is going to be key, like in this series? Um, like, do you think it's just the interior, or like the perimeter? It's the Walker Tice pick and roll. That's like the only. It's a part of their offense that you have to solve for because it's difficult. Tice is like when they do that double drag play where it's Tatum, Kemba, and Tyson Tice rules as soon as that first pick set. Like if Marcus is not moving backwards with Tice quickly. We're going to get burned a lot. And he's not a phenomenal finisher, but it opens up that um, if they load up on the strong side, it opens up uh, Jalen Brown on the weak side for the open three. Like, it's just very challenging. It's a very – Brad Stevens is a pretty decent coach, a, mm-hmm. a better than decent coach. That is a difficult um, set play to, like, overcome. Because then if, yeah. if, you show on, if you show on the pick and roll, Tice is then the seal man for a – for a drive in Kemba Walker, Jason Tatum. It's like, it's just hard. So, yeah. I hate I, that play. I, you know that play where Tice does that seal? Is that legal? Like, I yeah, swear yeah. It's, he, he gets away with it. It's, uh, <laughs> it, it is, it is legal. I, it's I think like it's, a gray area. It, it's a bit of a gray area because he has a freedom of movement. The, the play you're describing is, you know, when he comes off the pick and roll, he's rolling. And instead of rolling and trying to get open, most players roll to get open. He rolls to, occupy the yeah. center and essentially stand still so the center can't contest a, yeah. a pick and roll handler um it, it is legal it, it is it is legal i mean jv used to do it he was he was pretty good uh, he didn't do it as much as tice did but uh, so how do you counter it then like do you have the guard come over and try to take a charge or like how do you um, counter that because it seems like every time he gets it i think you, you just have to read it a little bit better as a drop defender like you know what i mean like basically whoever's guarding surge or mark like they need to sort of um account for that you know you have to, if you anticipate that he's going to seal you then you can move a little bit deeper uh and yeah. basically elude him or at least like try to cut so that you know you're more in line with him and you're not necessarily screened off fully but yeah i, I think and the toughest part is because kemba is such a good pull-up three-point shooter you have to stay up on him yeah. yeah and that's that's where it's difficult and i guess to a lesser extent tatum tatum is sort of more of a streaky pull-up shooter but um that's the difficulty there because the center is really caught in a tough spot between do I come up and, and pressure the shot uh, or not? I, I do think the Raptors should do a better job of pressuring up the shot. I think Kemba really hurt the Raptors this year just as a pull-up threat. Yeah. 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 All right. Um, anyways, hope, hopefully Kyle gets healthy and uh, yeah, hope, hopefully we can win this in, I'm, I'm saying seven, but uh, yeah, hopefully we can pull it out. Yeah. Raptors in seven, baby. Let's believe it. I, it would be a, a, a crazy right. series. We're going to be so mentally exhausted if the Raptors win it in seven, but it'll feel yeah. amazing. So, yeah. All right, guys, man. Have a good week. Or have a good week. Yeah. All right. Thanks Peace. for calling in. Um, from the YouTube chat, uh, we have Omi. Uh, do you see Marcus Hall being a big factor in the Celtics series, or is Ibaka going to get the bigger role? Um, I think we covered some of this ideas. Uh, it really depends on who has the better experience guarding Daniel Tice. Daniel Tice? Right? Daniel Tice, yeah. yeah. Tice, um, yeah. Let me give you – let me just, let me just uh, hit you with a very quick question. Uh, over under Marcus All points per game against the Celtics this year, 6.5. Like I, this I, season, what, do you, what has he what has he? Added? What has he done? Over under 6.5. Uh, I feel like – I feel like it's got to be under because did he play in the game they won in Boston? He did not. Yeah, so it's almost a Boucher special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is. 
I mean, uh, it's over. If we were talking about total points against the Celtics, it's over <laughs> 6.5. It's actually at seven. He scored seven total points. Yeah, he averaged 3.5 against the Celtics this year uh, oh. in only only two games. Game game two, he was, like, really tired. He was coming off that uh Was that know, to, like, medal. four and five nights, like, sort of schedule loss? No, no, that, that was that was game two of the season. And Mark, as you recall, scored, I think, two points against the Pelicans and then zero against the Celtics. It was tough. Uh, oh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, he also did not look that great in uh, when the Raptors played him in the bubble. No one really did in that, in that game. So it can't really hurt Mark for it. But you're going to need Mark to score. You're going to need Mark to score. They're going to – they're disrespecting him. They're leaving him wide open. Uh, and he hasn't really punished them for it. So I, I think you need him to score. And if he's not scoring, you need to get Serge in there. Because so I do think that Serge, with his mobility – can come up to the perimeter a little bit better. Serge is also a little bit more of a vertical presence in terms of shot blocking against a guy like Tatum. He's blocked Tatum a couple times this year against Brown. But, yeah. It, I mean, I, I still think the Raptors have better center options than the Celtics. That's that's a clear advantage for the Raptors in that series. But, um, I don't know. It also changes really quickly if Mark's continuing to be unable to score. Yeah, Mark looked really, really bad in the – well, he looked okay in game three of this next series, but – Games one and two in yesterday. Right. Uh, left a lot lacking. Um, but we have our next caller. Uh, you can call in for yourself at 289-778-0918. But now we have Avery from Calgary on the line. Avery, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. How's it going? Much, good. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, so first thing, I was thinking at work the other day, and then I ran into a, a sweet tagline for these uh, Celtics. I was thinking the Danny's Angels. Ooh. Yeah, that was kind of funny. Okay. All right. Not bad. But, I wouldn't call the Celtics know. Angels. I feel right. like they're more uh, more nefarious than that, especially Marcus Smart. He's definitely just, a devil type. Yeah, I was just thinking at the end of the series, uh, Raptors take down Danny's Angels. That Maybe it just had a ring to, to me. But anyways, um, my question was, um, who in the Raptors starting five have the best edge over the probably really good defensively, like two through five of the Boston Celtics? Like who would have the – who do you think is going to have the best edge over their matchup? I mean, Pascal versus Jalen. The Raptors aren't going to win this series if, if Jalen Brown outscores Pascal or outplays Pascal. So I, I do think that that should be a manage for Siakam. I think Jalen just a little bit too small to fully contest. I think the Celtics are really smart about sort of getting uh, keeping Siakam out of transition, keeping him without getting ahead of steam going downhill. But I do think that that's a matchup where Siakam should – thrive and thrive to the point where the Celtics uh, need to send a double. And I do think that that's probably the best way the Raptors can get a lot of half-court advantages. Oddly enough, I kind of feel, I mean, maybe it's just right. a net series, but I feel like Fred could do really well against Kemba. Like, I'm not, I wouldn't be entirely yeah. surprised if we're looking back at this, Raptors win the series, and we're talking about how Fred outplayed Kemba Walker and, and, and Fred should get a max contract. Because Fred has been that good so far inside the bubble, not just the, the, the net series, but before that. And... You know, Kemba is not a great defender, and I, I could see Fred winning that matchup, but that one is a lot more even. I'd be pretty happy if they just played even, to be honest. Yeah. I could see Fred chasing um, Kemba around on the defensive end, though. Yeah. Hopefully putting some pressure. Yeah, I think if Kemba can, like, try to put as much pressure on Kemba's handle, knowing that he has sort of a weird knee, would be – like, you just don't want Kemba to be jump shooting all day. Uh, I don't really yeah. see an obvious um, besides the Pascal matchup, a very clear um, surge off the bench maybe against their center, but I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah. I think once you're, 
I was thinking maybe starting Surge for a couple games later on. I think that would be beneficial. That's like an in-series adjustment. You, you keep that in your pocket for game three, game four, if you're, if you're down. Yeah. But, yeah. I still think, yeah. especially if Kyle's not in, I think you, you need some of that stability that Mark gives you. But I also think this is just a tougher series for Mark just because, like, the Celtics, are, they have a lot of like-sized wings. Even with Hayward going out, Smart defensively is pretty much the same size as, as, Tatum, or as, as Hayward. And they switch a lot of stuff off ball. And the Raptors do a lot of stuff off ball where they're cutting off of each other and then Mark's throwing a pass to find someone over for three or going to the, the rim. And a lot of that stuff is just not there for the, for the Raptors because the Celtics switch and they take away those, those, those small advantages. And if you take that playmaking off the floor for Mark, then he really needs to score because he's not actually going to do that much else besides screening to, to provide offensively. So, Great. Yeah. Still believe in Mark, though. Come on, man. Skinny Mark, man. Yo, no. No, I do. He's great. He's amazing. But I just don't see a like his defensive presence isn't as needed in this series. I feel like he's still getting the paint, but yeah, I don't know. There's no like dominant center that you're worried about him shutting down. Yeah, I think it's an, it's, it's similar to the Nets series. It's it's more of a matchup for Serge than it is for for Mark. But I mean, I don't know. Yeah, man. come on, Mark. You can outplay Daniel Tice, man. Come on, please. Yes. Oh, 100 percent. Make him look like Daniel Tagger. Anyway, Avery, thanks for the call. Uh, and no we'll, problem. Uh, we'll hear from you soon. All right. Have a good day. All right. Be good. All right, please. Uh, um, uh, David ten ninety nine on YouTube asks: Is Kawhi regretting leaving the Raptors? Like now, imagine now is the time that we can discuss uh, the man known only by his shooting percentage, PG thirteen. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah. I. I you know, I, I remember, obviously, Kawhi wanted to go home to Los Angeles. And yeah. it seemed like he was going to do it no matter what. So, it, it is what it is, okay? But I do remember the reporting after Kawhi ultimately moved there, and, of course, uh, Paul George went with him, that the reports were Kawhi was calling other superstars first. Like, it wasn't like Kawhi was like, give me uh, Paul George, okay? Because he's, he, he called up Kevin Durant. Imagine Kawhi Leonard calling you on the phone first off, okay? Because Kawhi's not <laughs> talking to anybody. Imagine you got a phone call, you're like, Kawhi Leonard, though, this has to be a prank. Kawhi calls up, you know, Kevin Durant, pitches him real hard, and then KD's like, bro, what are you talking about? I've already set up this move to New York for, like, you know, like the last two, three years. I'm clearly going to New York, but thank you. And then, you know, Kawhi called up Kyrie Irving as well and was like, please, can you come play with me? Um, I don't want to have to play with Lou Williams and Pat Beverly and – and now Reggie Jackson, who's closing games. Unbelievable. Uh, Detroit superstar Reggie Jackson, for sure. I mean, that's that's who's starting. Do you think with. Kawhi called Blake Griffin to see if he was interested first? I, I, wanna, George? I, I, was like, <laughs> I really want to know who was the lowest star that Kawhi was like, yo, please, like anybody, man. Because, Before Paul George. Because Paul George was not his first choice, and we're seeing why. And honestly, I'm kind of disappointed with the coaching on the Clippers because you look at that last possession. How many so the so Clippers are up? They should have taken that game. Could have been a big, big momentum swinger with Marcus yeah. Morris, who's been you know not necessarily hitting a lot of shots, like you know hitting that corner three to put them up. And then what, they don't even double Luca. Like I, I get it, you're only up, you're only up one. It's hard, you know. Luca's a great passer, but with a very short clock situation, you're not doubling, and you're also switching. Like you you can't switch Reggie Jackson onto Luca. At the end of the game, that's a coaching failure. That's I, I saw someone point this out on, on on Twitter. That's 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 almost on the level of you know what LeBron has the ball. We're not we're gonna 
talk about double teaming, but instead it's just single team and, and he hits the game winner in game three. Like that's a coaching failure, man. That's the stuff that yeah. Messiah Jury yells at Dwayne Casey in the locker room for. You know? Yeah. No, it was it was really, really bad. Um and I think to uh, I'm gonna take a guess at we can continue this conversation. We now have a caller, uh, Vitaly from Moscow, to discuss the fraud of the week. Oh, baby. Vitaly, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. And uh, I love, I overheard the conversation about uh, playoff P, man, playoff P. <laughs> I, uh, I like to call him, uh, I like to call him Cody Maggetti with a bad haircut, you know, and a bad shoulder. <laughs> oh, come on. So, come that, on. That that might even be generous. No, like you know, last year was great, but uh, gotta feel bad for Kawhi because uh, I don't know if he's hurt or what's going on with him, but he's uh, not even playing uh, at an All Star level. But uh, it's it feels good to sweep, guys. It really does. You know, we yeah. talked about it last week, and for nothing uh, was an NBA record in hundred bench points. It's uh, it's a good time to be a Raptors fan for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, I, look, going back to the, to, to Paul George, um, I, I mean, Kawhi must really love his family. Kawhi is the most dedicated family man in the NBA, period, because otherwise, going to that Clippers situation, instead of staying in Toronto, the Raptors, you know how, you know how much I would enjoy Kawhi Leonard with this Raptors team going against the Clippers, going against the Celtics? We could be talking about another sweep, okay? It's true. It's, yeah, Kawhi, buddy, why did you go, man? Come stay, protect your championship. Yeah, but, like, do you think he knew that, by the way, he wouldn't have to spend winter really in Toronto? Like, the, the season was suspended. He could have spent most of the year in L.A. anyway and then go to Orlando. Yeah. They wouldn't have had any cold weather in the first place. It worked out Yeah, he's he really should, bad. He should have known. Kawhi. Sorry, go ahead, Josh. He's from the – I, I, I was thinking about it. He's from the, like, um, Rich Paul school of roster management, just like – I'm going to pick my guy, mortgage the future to get him, and then ride it out. And then he's just going to leave in it next year when this team clearly doesn't have a path to winning. I wonder where he, what his next move is. Because I can't imagine Kawhi Leonard sitting around in the Los Angeles Clippers while they're terrible in a new arena, have no young players coming into the team, and are, I imagine they're going to be in – they have a huge payroll. It just – it seems like – Big, big, big trouble. Come well, on. I think, um, you know, we're, we're underrating the potential that Kawhi, he has an opportunity in consecutive seasons to, to win a finals MVP in his first year with a new team, to be the only guy to win three finals MVPs with three different teams. So I think, uh, I, th- I think Kawhi, he understands the risk, and especially Paul George playing so well, playing so poorly, I should say, it, it does a lot for Kawhi's legacy, you know, to be really carrying the team. Maybe, maybe that's why yeah, he picked. It's maybe that's why he picked him. <laughs> He's like, I'm so he good. I took Paul George, I took yeah, Paul George I, to a championship. <laughs> I, I love how you're going like so far down the line. Who should I team up with? You know, Dion Waiters, Jared Smith. Like, how far <laughs> was he going to go? Um, I, I have a big brother this week. Uh, I excellent. I listened to uh, Bill. Pardon me. Excellent. Okay, excellent. Yeah, excellent. Excellent. Uh, I listened to the Bill Simmons pod today, and uh, you could imagine how high he was on the Celtics. And he talked about the Raptors-Celtics series, like foregone conclusion, maybe Boston in five. Uh, But that wasn't even the biggest clown take. He also, uh, you know, he said the Raptors need, like they will get beaten badly and need to make some moves. 
and he pitched a Pascal Siakam for Andrew Wiggins trade. And uh, I almost spit out my butt. It was, you know, <laughs> imagining that, it was, ugh. It, it, people are getting was very it, low on Siakam now, but it was they Wiggins must have the number two pick for Pascal. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's what he threw mm-hmm. out there. That's what he threw out there. And it's not even that good a draft, you know. Yeah. It'd be, if there was like a real elite talent, you could maybe. But Wiggins is on a really negative value contract. I actually think it's exaggerated, but yeah, it's a terrible take. Um, um, and if you remember the, the first time I called in, mm-hmm. uh, I asked Will. Uh, he, Simmons had uh, Siakam in his like top eight players in the league. You know, and I said, okay, maybe it's uh, he's also a hot star, but we're talking about an all NBA caliber player. It's like he has a few bad games. People are sleeping on him. No, I, I'm really happy he said this because when the Raptors do beat the Celtics, I really want to ask the exact same question. Now that the Celtics lost in the second round, do you think they should trade Jason Tatum for Andrew Wiggins? And I want to add <laughs> Bill Simmons. Right, I'm already putting that tweet out there. I'm putting it in my drafts. I can't wait when the Raptors beat the Celtics in two weeks. I'm going to fire that tweet off, and I, I, will, I want to see the engagement because that's essentially what you're saying. Like, oh, yeah, the Celtics lost. Maybe they should rebuild. The Raptors are not an old team. Why are they rebuilding by trading away their centerpiece star? Like, yeah, who's 26 sense. years old. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't, yeah. I, I, you I should have this, uh... I do sympathize with Bill just because when you're on radio talking like three hours – like every other day, um, you're gonna say some dumb stuff eventually, but yeah, yeah, maybe it just should. Uh, did he clip. suggest any other like ridiculous trades? Like, uh, if if Milwaukee loses to the Orlando Magic, uh, Giannis and uh, Eric Bledsoe for Wiggins, and uh, what's that rookie that uh, Zach Pascal? You oh, make Eric, the trade, Eric, Eric Pascal, Eric Pascal, <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's the trade that you, you propose. It's just dumb. Like, yeah, I agree with Will. You just have, you find time to say things. Maybe there's an appetite in Toronto to see Wiggins that I don't share. I don't really like his game. I don't really have a desire. I don't really like – I don't care to see Canadians play on the Raptors. I think it's cool that they're successful all over North America. Like, I know – I don't know. It's just I don't care that if they play or not. I want to see them do well as individuals all over the world. If Andrew Wiggins turns it around and is a great player and there's an actual opportunity and fit for him to play for the Raptors, cool, we can discuss that if it happens. But I, above anything else, want him to be a successful player. And he had the opportunity to do that in uh, Golden State. I don't think the same thing would happen for him in Toronto right now at the stage of his career and the way the, the Raptors play basketball. But, yeah, good luck to him. Shout out to Woodbridge. Uh, William, let, let me ask you a real quick one. Uh, my, my wife just showed this to me a couple weeks back. Uh, you had a little beef with uh, Chris Boucher? Oh, come on. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it wasn't a little beef. Come on. It was, you know, I, you know, I, I don't know if you follow me on Twitter, but it's, I, I get a little snarky sometimes. And, uh, no, Chris, uh, he blocked my shot from Orlando. So, you know. <laughs> We'll ask Chris Boucher to put on a bit more muscle because he was getting put, pushed around by Zach Collins. And no, 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 Wenyi and Gabriel, baby. Whoa, really? Yeah, I thought it was yeah. Zach Collins. No, so it was, was Wenyi and yeah. Gabriel. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, and Boucher, right. Boucher hit them with these like, Boucher's like, I got enough muscle to kick your ass, you know? Relax, oh, well. definitely. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I mean, you know, but uh, listen, I, I, I like Chris, man. I don't, I don't know. I didn't say anything bad about him running back, though. That was Alex. I maintain that. He, he, he thought I was Alex. <laughs> Do you think he's... Alex has his moments to, to while out. So I, I, I'm sure you guys have other calls. Just my final prediction for the series... I have the Raptors in six, and to me, I think the X factor will be Serge Ibaka. I think, you know, Daniel Tice is a solid player, but I think he's been overachieving. I think, uh, you know, with uh, the Boston uh, big lineup, I think that can be our biggest advantage because obviously they have more talent on the wings. I think we utilize Serge correctly in uh, in Nick Nurse we trust. Uh, I think that will be one of our big advantages and. We might start slow, maybe Celtics take the one lead, but I think we have it in six. That's my prediction. I like right. it. I like it. I appreciate it, Vitaly. Right, take Vitaly. care, man. Have a good week. All right. Cheers. Bye, guys. Peace. Um, Raptors in six, baby. I, I like that, man. I like the confidence. Kind of you know what I mean? I'm actually thinking. Well, let's hear Raptors in five eventually. Someone, someone go on the record and say Raps in five. You know what I mean? What do I think happens? Um... I don't know. Did you see uh, Alfonso Davies did it? Punch his ticket? I did. He, you know, I, I watched the, the final. He didn't even have that great of a game, I thought. but uh, It wasn't I, a phenomenal game. All, all finals are very, very tough. No one really plays all-out offensive finals. Everyone plays more defensively. PSG started a really defensive side for the amount of talent that they had. But, I mean, they had some pretty good chances at the end, man. They, yeah, I agree. I don't know. It's, uh, I'm happy, you know, for, too bad I'm happy for, for Bayern, though. They're... They've been, they've been a machine. They literally haven't lost since Corona ended. Like, like the season started in the Bundesliga. They literally did not lose all of that continuation. And then throughout Champions League, I mean, they're a yeah, great side, man. Can't wait for uh, Thiago to, to come to Liverpool. He looked really great in the final, actually. Um, a question uh, from Sam Love in the chat. Um, is there anyone in the upcoming draft who would warrant a Raptors trading for a pick? I haven't said, I, you know, to be honest, one of the nice things about being a playoff team is that you don't have to pretend like you know what you're talking about with the draft. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I haven't looked at the draft players at all, but I will say that the Raptors, I trust no matter if the – I just wonder if the Raptors have picks, and I, that's all I care about. Like, they have the 29th and the 59th pick. As long as the Raptors have a pick, I believe in whoever they're picking, and I believe yeah. that they can pick way above their slot. Um, yeah. it, I don't really see a superstar in the top – couple of uh, people but you know who knows you're not a you're not a believer in the third ball uh he's probably better than the second ball shout out shout, Norm- you know, honestly shout, shout, shout out you know liangelo really tried this he almost started like a, a huawei level situation in, 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 <laughs> in, in shanghai level you know situation. what i mean like he almost got himself arrested and <laughs> <laughs> an international incident. we might have had to do a trade uh you know maybe you release uh, anyway uh, we're not, we're not here to talk about Chinese politics. That is a horrible, horrible topic to talk about. Um, by the um, way, our producer Ashley is telling us that, listen, because of this situation right now, because of our current setup, we are not in the studio. We don't have necessarily the technical capabilities to take multiple calls at once. And so I appreciate that apparently there's a very high vol- call volume and we are not necessarily getting to everybody. We appreciate everyone calling in for sure. Um, there's really nothing you can really do other than, just try to get in line. I'm not trying to make this like a, a sneaker drop, but you know, we're exclusive, Josh. How do you feel? Do you, do you feel flattered? 
look, KFC means keep effing calling. We've That's known right. that. We've been known that. <laughs> so keep calling um, yeah. and order a $10 bucket while you wait. Yeah. Uh, but uh, on the line, we have Reese from Chicago here to discuss the fan favorite, OG Ananobi. Reese, welcome to the show. Will, Josh, big fans, how are you guys doing? Doing okay. well. Doing well. Are Good you in Chicago club, right now? But, uh, are you, um, yeah, like, yeah I'm, from, I'm from Toronto, but uh, I live and work out here. I'm actually supposed to be training, uh, but I, I watch the show uh, frequently here, and it's a guilty pleasure of mine while I'm supposed to be working. All right. Appreciate it. <laughs> Excellent. Um, you, know, you know, screw the system. Yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> screw the system. <laughs> you feel me? Uh, quick question, though. Uh, I don't want to hold up too many of the callers here. Um, uh, I wanted to talk about how OG Ananobi was used in the Miami series or the Miami uh, playing game, uh, playing the screener uh, and then attacking Duncan Robinson and how that could potentially equate uh, with the matchup with Jason Tatum rather than just putting him head on and then some other potential ideas Nick Nurse might use uh, to defend the, the big three, Kemba, Jalen, and, and Tatum in a little bit of an unconventional way. Just wanted to get your thoughts. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, that's, that's something that could be really clever because if you're talking about, okay, Daniel Tice is, you know, rolling, he's sealing, he's putting the center behind him. Maybe one of the solutions is you just put OG on, on Tice because you know OG can guard Tice. It's not like that's yeah. going to be a, a mismatch. And then you could switch a lot of those pick and roll actions. And all of a sudden you get Kemba or, and, and Whoever Tatum, you know, even Brown playing a lot more ISO. Um, that that that's one that's one thing you could do, and maybe you could stash Mark on someone who's less deadly. Maybe you put him on Marcus Smart, and Marcus Smart's like, great, I got a mismatch. I'm gonna fire eight threes. I'm gonna shoot everything. <laughs> I actually would love to see Marcus Smart. I mean, who knows? Maybe he's a Joe Henderson candidate, but he's also the guy I trust the least to score yeah. on that team. Um, that's very interesting. I actually kind of like that. That's you know what? You know, we gotta call Nick Nurse right now. I'm gonna ask him in the press conference. <laughs> I'll pass that one on, but um, no, I, I think, I think honestly what they did with Tatum throughout the season was not that bad. Like Tatum didn't score well and Tatum even had that clip where it was ESPN's Jackie McMullen, who was obviously plugged wow. into Boston and she was talking to Tatum and she was asking him, who's the toughest guy that guards you in this league. And Tatum said, it's not one guy, it's the Raptors because the Raptors throw all these kinds of looks at you and OG's one look, um, I actually thought Kyle did a better job guarding Tatum than OG did in this in, in so yeah. far in the season series. Um, and there's, you know, obviously double teams, stuff like that. I don't think – I mean, Tatum's already pretty good, but I, he's also a young, inexperienced player. I don't think he's faces uh, as advanced of a defense as the Raptors are going to throw at him. And I kind Do you of worry that putting OG on Tatum is just going to see OG get four fouls three minutes into the third quarter every – No. You don't. You think he's gonna get a, like a solid whistle? I don't think Tatum gets a great. Tatum gets a Siakam whistle. It's it, it's not the like fake gets, respect whistle. Yeah, it's like yeah, you're an all star, but we're not giving you that like Jimmy Butler, Demar Derozan. Kyle the Jimmy Butler whistle is unbelievable. It's I don't know how he shoots nine free throws a game just off pump fakes, man. It's, he's really he's not. DeMar DeRozan. He's not an Tatum's come out publicly saying he doesn't get calls. Yeah, it's true. I mean, so does Siakam. Like they 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 actually have very very similar trajectories. Um, but yeah. All right. And then a uh, final question here. Um, I know it's been experimenting. Uh, we've experimented going big with both uh, Gasol and Ibaka. We've experimented going super small with OG playing the four and Siakam playing the five. Uh, are those potential in-series adjustments that we see or even potentially right off the bat if we see Mark uh, kind of struggle, even though he looked pretty good uh, game four, looked, looked pretty quick. 
and he was hitting the shots. Uh, sorry, not to interrupt you, but we have breaking news on the podcast. Uh, Raptors PR team announced that Kyle Lowry underwent an MRI uh, in Orlando, and he's now been diagnosed with a left ankle sprain. So it's a, it's less serious than I think what we were fearing with the arch of the foot and all that stuff. Uh, it's an ankle sprain. I, I don't think they included what grade of the ankle sprain. So um, that is also a bit questionable. They Obviously, they said his condition will be updated as appropriate. But I, I, that is a bit of a sigh of relief for me personally reading it. Um, thank you, God. Yeah, seriously. Thank you. That's uh, Yeah, that's good news. Now all we need to see is Kyle on the golf course before we completely uh, oh, relax. Bro, Kyle's, Kyle's at the golf course right now, bro. He's probably <laughs> laughing at all this. That's I wouldn't be surprised. What was the question? You, it sounded it started well, and then we'll go hyped. Um, yeah, uh, just uh, probably the second part of the question means more to me. Uh, the idea of how we've experimented going super small. Uh, is that something we could potentially see right off the bat? Or is that more of an in-series adjustment where we can even see Siakam play the five and we're just super switchable at that point? Uh, I think uh, the Raptors have more – I think – I'll say this. I think the Raptors have more options with their lineups than the Celtics do. And I think we can do um, – there, there can be different looks. But I think they're going to stick with the starting lineup for now. And, yeah, I mean, honestly, I could see going big could work, going small could work. I kind of prefer going big in this series. But um, – I don't know. I also liked Siakam as as a center too because he's really good at just like like even though Mark is really good and stuff like that, like and, and Serge is really good. Like Siakam's mobility and the fact that he could switch everything, the fact that he can still get back and 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 defend the rim. I mean, there was that play in Game Two against the Nets where Siakam had to rotate back. He had to show on the screen against Levert, and then rotate back to catch the lob against Harris or against Allen, and he tipped that. I mean, that was that's probably the best defensive play in that whole entire series. So. The Raptors have options, and the Celtics. I mean, they they have one really good defensive style, but I don't really see them having flexibility. The Raptors do. Yeah. Sounds good, boys. Thanks for answering my questions. Uh, shout out KFC buckets. Bye, Peace. Appreciate it. Um, um, Asad has a question in the YouTube chat. Uh, who has the bigger head, Will or Brad Wanamaker? Asad, okay. you hung out with Will. We all know the answer is yes. Yeah, everyone knows it's me, but uh, let me just look up Brad Wanamaker. I have not actually scouted him as a as, as a big head, as a fellow big head man. You First know, team all big head. He's um, he, he has a normal size head. What are you talking about, man? You know, honestly, when you're looking at heads, where you're now looking he's kinda, at, he kind of he kind of has a big head. No, okay. When you're looking at heads, what you're looking at is how much smaller is the neck relative to the jaw. Okay. Look at this. Look, you know what I mean. Look at this disparity right here. If you look at Brad Wanamaker, it's more of a one-to-one ratio. Aside, please don't disrespect my head like this. Okay, it's not close. <laughs> Next question. Shout out to Aside. Uh, Kevy Shaft says, "Fun fact: uh, the Raptors made it out of the first round only once, from 1995 to 2015, and since 2016, they've won nine series. That's a, that is a fun fact. Doesn't that fact remind you of all the fun we've had?" Talking about the Raptors, you know, screaming F Brooklyn. Uh, talking about having it. And um, yeah. next you know question. What? <laughs> you know what? I actually, in retrospect, I understand what Paul Pierce was saying. And I see a lot of teams out there that don't have it. Who's someone but, that but doesn't have it? Team. Who's someone that doesn't have it? Uh, Milwaukee. <laughs> no, Milwaukee straight up does not have it. Okay. If Milwaukee wins... 
it'll be by attrition than like mm. uh, though I don't know. Giannis sometimes looks absolutely unbelievable, but the team is not a good team. They yeah. are not one through nine good team. I mean, you know, we we are very lucky that uh, playoff P is doing what he's doing and he's in the spotlight because otherwise we'd be talking about uh, playoff Chris Middleton, playoff K. Because uh, Special K, he's not been very good, right? Uh, two points the other day. Really? Unbelievable. Yeah, one, I think one is seven shooting, something like that. I, my, that is- honestly, one of my favorite bubble games was the last Bucks game. I forget who the Bucks were playing, but Chris Middleton subbed in. Everyone else was resting. I think maybe – I forget who it was, but – It wasn't uh, the Nets game. Yeah, and then he subs in, and the whole point of him playing was to hopefully secure the 50-40-90 club. And then he missed like five straight shots. And I was like, <laughs> why did you come in, man? Uh, honestly, any sort of pressure whatsoever, Chris Middleton turned the ball over. But uh, yeah. I'm just saying, I, we, we could be talking about Chris Middleton, but thankfully Paul George is taking the spotlight from him. Yes. That's, I, I do think, do you think Paul George is due to like have a great game or it's just, it's not going to happen? He's going to. No, he's due. He's due because he's getting guarded by like Seth but, Curry, bro. Like, but he on, was man. due yesterday. Seth Curry's highly, highly, highly motivated. Uh, to, you know what? <laughs> to Very defend good. well Very in that point. instance. Very good point. Yeah, Seth Curry's he, trying to he, Pat Beverly. He was wilding on him yesterday too. Like, for whatever reason, I feel like the TNT uh, and ESPN broadcast have been letting all the mouth reading you want to have happen. Mm. And Seth Curry uh, let Paul George know exactly what he thought of him yesterday. Yeah. Um, one last uh, question from the uh, YouTube chat before we take the next call. Um, from B-Box stands, uh, TD needs to step up. He is too prone to fouls, and the Celtics will take advantage of that. Um, I think it's a good point. I don't, I don't actually think you're going to see an enormous amount of Terrence Davis playing in this series unless he's shooting very, very well because I think he is a liability on defense for the Celtics team. The Celtics are just going to – Put him in everything and dry that him, and he's going to foul. You know, if he's shooting really well, he'll maybe be worth uh, the trouble. But if not, do you see him uh, getting a lot of minutes or having a uh, big challenges in this Celtics series? Well, um, yeah, because <laughs> I need him to defend. I need him to defend. I mean, in one of O'Shea Brissett's vlogs, where he was talking about this, the bubble games. Uh, O'Shea, being a very, very good reporter, okay, um, tougher than most of Toronto media, to be honest, asked TD outright, uh, why did you foul out in two back-to-back games? What's going on? And TD is it, literally in the video says to the camera, you know, I was just BSing out there. I have to tell you the truth, okay? I was just making it up. And I was like, okay, you know, v- very honest answer. I mean, that's kind of how I felt the game was going. But also just yeah. like, can you not do that against Celtics? Because he could actually be a nice piece for the Raptors. Um, but yeah. Also, with Kyle sort of being the way he is right now, it seems like he's going to be okay, at least knock on wood, you know. But, um, yeah, maybe we won't need as much from TD. Yeah. Um, the next caller, uh, again, you can call in for yourself at the number on the screen, 289-778-0918. But now we have Will from Hong Kong on the phone. Will, welcome back to the program. Yo, Josh, Will Lou, good afternoon, gentlemen. Thank you again for uh, doing this in the streets here. Much appreciated. What's good, baby? First, first. Yeah, so uh, first, a couple points here. First off, uh, Bayern Munich, you know, 
They did yep. what they had to do. Yep. PSG, Stereo Bottlers, we already know. Um, yeah, United, please sign Kronko because as a United supporter, that needs to happen or else, you know. Um, the Nets, I mean, not much to say there. Right, rats took care of business. The Nets yeah. didn't even want to be there. Let's be frank here, right? No, the Nets. Um, no. And yeah, which, what's done is done, right? Move <laughs> the, on. The Nets um, only went. The Nets only and, went to get a free meal and to uh, take in some of the free yeah, amenities. At Disney. Yeah, they got a free ride to Disneyland. It's it's actually a pretty good deal for Brooklyn. So I'm happy. You know, I, I want to see Jared Allen ride yeah. a roller coaster. Maybe he's like a little bit too tall to ride the roller coaster, but um, yeah. <laughs> Just enjoy your life, man. Yo, Garrett Temple, though, man. I, that man's got to control himself, though. But, you know, as yeah, a veteran, yeah. you know, I would expect a little bit more from him. Yeah. But, right. you know, whatever. It's frustrating. I get it. Um, what else? Oh, Kawhi. Yo, why do we keep talking about Kawhi here? It's done. Great memories, right? I had a girlfriend before, right? I had great memories. I don't care what she's doing now. She doesn't care what I'm doing now. So, wow. you know. Right. Bars. That's it, right? Um, and then the last thing, Boston. So, yeah, you know what? I mean, Raps are going to be prepared. You know, whether Kyle out game one, game two, out for the entire series, we don't know. Ankle spring, yeah, but we don't know the details. But Coach Nurse, yo, this man's been coaching since he's been 23, mm-hmm. all over the world, different continents, different yep. situations. Yep. He'll have the squad prepared. He'll have oh, yeah. the squad prepared. Like, why are, we, you know, why are we pretending like the Raptors can't win without one of their guys? Let's be real. Have we seen the whole season? Like, it's Kyle. It is, but it is Kyle Lowry. They were 12-2 and two without Kyle this year. Normal. Even with Kyle out, they're still it's good. Nor- your man. Your man, Norman Powell. Really good Norman on the Powell. starters, bro. He went, he went crazy. But Norm God, man. Crazy. This Norm is not God. Norm God's time right now. Play Powell, yo, if this was like... If we were still in the pound the rock era right now, I'd be mm. super concerned, right? Definitely. You know it's 100%. the obvious... <laughs> Let me put out there, but yo, Nick Nurse, mm-hmm. he's gonna get exotic here. Oh, gonna listen. get exotic. Exo- I cannot wait to see what he's gonna put out there. That's uh, no, it. Like, Tatum is gonna it. get his buckets. He's gonna get his buckets, right? He's a scorer. Yeah. Nobody's gonna argue uh, that. A, he's a ten dollar bucket for two buckets. right there. Yo, KFC buckets. There you go. There you go. Right, but you know, it's it's uh, yeah, he's gonna get his. Um, and then I can see a market smart, market so matchup somewhere here, which will be hilarious. Okay. It makes so much sense from the Celtics' point of view because they already know Mark's not going to do nothing on the offensive end unless he's literally under the bucket, wide open. Mm. So, yeah, let's smart on him. So that's all I got. I know a lot of people calling. And I'll stop rambling. All right. Thank you very much, guys. Appreciate you, Will. All right. Enjoy. Peace. Did we ever find out what I know? Joe Harris said he had like a personal matter to attend to, and I don't mean to be too glib, but like it did feel like he just did on this team. It's like enough. Of this. No, 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 no. He had, but he is had, he okay? Is, he's all right. Apparently, there's a medical f- situation in his family. That's what oh I heard God. from one of the Nets reporters. And he so. stuck around to the to even play in the like. I, I don't know. I, I, Some something must have happened, but he yeah. had to go take care of business. And I hope everything's hopefully, all right. Hopefully, everything's okay there. He um, like as soon as he left, that series was so. Oh, and yeah. I, no. Karis LeVert did not throw a single pass once he saw that, that, that Joe Harris was out. He was like, no, nah, I'm shooting this. I don't care. I'm a bad three-point shooter. I'll shoot it anyway. Yeah, that's, it was quite, quite, quite bad. Yeah. The, um, do you want to talk about Nick Nurse winning Coach of the Year? Yes, I, we should. We should, I, by the way, man. Why are my, we talking about Congratulations all the other stuff? to Nick Nurse. Congratulations. I think when it happened, I tweeted, this was Nick Nurse's second Coach of the Year uh, award. 
I don't know why everybody's freaking out, but it is a very big deal. Oh, wow. Come <laughs> on, man. Respect Dwayne Casey like that. Come on, man. Respect, Respect Dwayne. Nick Nurse for that. That, yeah. that, I mean, not to be, not to put all of that credit on Nick Nurse, but that was his offense that changed the team, made the, what, 59 wins that year. Yep. Nick Nurse did a great job as the lead assistant and the heir apparent to the seat. And maybe this, we can count it. Maybe he has one and a half. Uh, uh, coach of the year awards. How well, does that sound? You know, I, I like the sound of that. I like that he changed the offense when he was with that, you know, 2018 club. And then yep. now he changed the defense. And not just changed the defense for the Raptors. He changed the defense for the entire NBA. I've not yeah. seen other teams play boxing one until Nick Nurse did it. I've not seen teams, you know, throw out as many zones and triangles and twos and all this stuff before Nick Nurse did it. And I like that Nick Nurse is, you know, marking his territory because he's wearing sweaters. Nick Nurse is the only head coach in this league that has his own personal apparel line, all right? And to be honest, what other head coach in this league do you stand for where you're going to buy their clothing? You're going to buy a dad hat that says NN on it, all right? Nobody, okay? Just Nick Nurse. Only Nick Nurse has this kind of swag. And listen, we on this program, even though this is a propaganda program, but we have been saying Nick Nurse for Coach of the Year since November. Go back and watch Run It Back. Go back and watch Raptors Over Everything live call-in show. We've been saying it since November, yeah. right? So I'm happy Nick got his due. Uh, it seems like the coaches are big mad because they voted, what, Billy Donovan, uh, who's on the verge of losing Houston, and uh, <laughs> Mike Boonholzer, uh, you know, instead. But Nick, the only got, other give person, him his roses, man. And also, if Ma- who has cut their teeth more than Nick Nurse in, this, in the NBA in terms of coaches? I mean, does any other coach talk about – you know, oh, man, I was a player coach in the British Basketball League or uh, I was coaching a Belgium and the other team got a 30-point lead and we beat them anyway. Like, you know? Yeah, he, he put in the work. He paid the cost, paid the cost to be the boss. Yeah, I, 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 nothing but congratulations and plaudits to Nick Nurse. He's worked his ass off. You still and... have to coach the team and then drive the van with the players in it. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's how, that's how far he has come, man. And now and, he lives in Liberty Village. Doesn't he have, doesn't he have yeah, a contract at the end of the year? No, listen. MLSE, set this man up, okay? One, set this man up with a new contract, all right? And then two, hook my man he up with Mark, Mark Savell. All right, get this man. I don't, know, I don't know if he's listening or not. I know he's a big fan. Get this man set up with realtor Mark Savell. Get him into a, nice, a nicer, you know, uh, situation. I'm, I'm sure his uh, condo mates are tired of hearing him play Wonderwall. In this condo at, at Liberty <laughs> Village, there's enough people playing Wonderwall in Liberty Village. Maybe send them up, you know, somewhere else. Toronto has very nice neighborhoods. Nick deserves to. Nick Nurse should get be out neighbors with Drake on the bridal path. Okay, well, I mean, <laughs> all right, maybe maybe not that far. Are you I'm, excited for the Nick Nurse Architectural Digest video? <laughs> I, I can't wait. I, I want to see Nick Nurse do an MTV Cribs in a Tobacco. Maybe you know, Nick Nurse seems like a Mimico type of guy. Yeah, I could see him on the Kingsway, one of those homes down there. Oh, definitely, bro. He's going to the Kingsway. He's going to the Baskin Robbins in that plaza. (laughs) The Mastermind Toys in the Starbucks (laughs) plaza. (laughs) There's the kind of content people really are waiting for all day. He's getting Um, the the, the hot and fresh pizza from Metro. Which Metro? Um, The one on Lloyd Manor, outside MCI. Oh, okay, yeah. So that's yeah. okay. Um, next, we have Deep from Victoria to discuss Kyle Lowry. Deep, welcome to the show. How's it going, guys? What's up? Pretty good. Pretty good. How are you? I'm all right, man. A little bit down with this Kyle news, but hopefully we can uh, we can weather the storm here. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, it, it's a little bit better than I thought. I, I was I was thinking a little bit worse than this. So maybe I'm a little sure. more optimistic. Like, but like yeah. I, yeah, I totally agree. When I heard Nick Nurse say that that they're looking at the arch of his foot, I was literally refreshing my timeline every thirty seconds this morning trying to see what was going on. Hmm. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, so first off, uh, I called back in March. Um, I don't know if you remember right before the shutdown. So I think it was like the last live show that we did or that okay. you guys did. Sorry. Okay. Um, and, uh, I was, uh, <laughs> I'm just going to clear the air a little bit. So you, you guys kind of ripped into me a little bit cause I was breathing heavily. I don't know if you guys remember this. I mean, bro, this was like six months ago. Uh, but, all right. Yeah. But, no, yeah. No. What did we accuse yeah, you of? Yeah. So Vitaly jumped in and said that uh, I'm not sure what the, the fellow from the West Coast is doing, but it, it sounds like he might be smoking something or, or he's, he's definitely huffing and puffing. But I definitely was not smoking. What, what, I just want to clear it up. What, what was happening was I, uh, I was working out and – I remember that the live show was on, so I went outside and I was just walking around trying to stay warm. That's that's the explanation there. All right, all right. You're um, cleared, bro. You're cleared. You're a good you. You're a good you. Having said that, well, you were you were baiting the tally, uh to try and get me uh, call me as as the big fraud of the week. I don't know if you remember that. Oh yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is what it is, bro. Wait, Come on, bro. Do you, do you got a good lift at yeah, least? Trying to beat you, man. Do you got a good lift? What's that? Do you got a good lift at least? What was going on? Yeah, no, it was a great lift. It was like literally like my last one before the gym shut down. So oh, okay. Yeah, no, true, actually, yeah. Damn. Wow. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I, just because you were trying to bait me, I got to get this in. Uh, right, Lou, go well, your, your head looks like 007 DK mode, bro. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, oh man no I, I deserve that bro i know i take that that's fair all right all right it's all good it's all love i know i'm just playing i'm just playing yeah okay, let's get to the real stuff all right um so i personally think us not having kyle is is a bigger blow than the celtics not having uh hayward just because he's our oh, he's our engine right he makes yeah. us go um so that's gonna be big but having said that, um, this is kind of a transition to my next kind of point here. Uh, if Freddie shows out, which he's already been doing, right, in the bubble, he, uh, teams are going to offer him the max. Um, I think straight up somebody will, will just throw it out there. Like somebody like the Pistons or the Suns I, I saw were, were, were perhaps looking at him. Somebody will offer him that, and, and we got to get our – I mean, we got to get Masai locked up, and we got to get our ownership in in in, in right uh, in the right state of mind to to get everything going here. One hundred percent agree, man. You cannot lose Fred. He's a piece of this team. Raptors spent all this effort to, um, developing him. We need to have that, you know, be sustained and continued. And yeah, um, I mean, honestly, if he outplays Kemba Walker in the playoffs. Like we, we, no one, no one was like, yeah, I don't know about Kemba. I don't know if we're gonna give him the max. Obviously, Kemba was a max player. You know, everyone knows that. I mean, Fred, yeah. look at his trajectory. He's improved every single year, right? What look at Fred's numbers this year as compared to someone like Pascal's numbers last year? And we didn't really question when Pascal got the max contract. Obviously, I think Pascal is a higher upside. You know, you always feel more comfortable signing a bigger dude. 
um, especially a, a guy who can sort of potentially become a, you know, a, a point forward type. Those are the most valuable players in the league nowadays. But Fred has shown everything, man. He's the, he's really the Kyle Lowry, you know, um, heir apparent. He's different temperamentally from Kyle, but has a lot of the same qualities in terms of how they play, the defensively sound, great leadership, great example for the franchise as a guy who develops. So do not let Fred go. And Fred, for for yourself, really, um, you know, get these offers from Detroit and wherever, but, like, just don't actually go there. Just use that as leverage. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I, I totally. see the Fred Money situation and Surge, I think, playing himself into another real contract. I think earlier in the year I thought uh, Surge could be, like, an MLE-type player on his next deal. Hmm. That's not the case anymore. He's no going to get... He's going to get real, real money from somebody. I don't think you can give Fred the kind of money he's now demanding and have any shot at uh, Surge at all. And I even think like Marcus Gasol being retained is now in jeopardy. And I and now the question is like, is the turnover worth it? And like I really believe in Fred, and I think of a core of um, Siakam, Van Vliet, Powell, OG is solid to build around. But next year becomes a real, real transition year where you have to develop uh, new guys and start to, like, plan ahead for the summer 2021. And I don't even think you can think about bringing in another max-level player. You have to look at bringing in multiple rotation players to replace the production from guys like Surge. Like, like who got? Yeah, you're just, like, you're, that's your, core. your core is no longer – like, not that it takes you on off the table – but if you max for if you give for max or max like money, I don't think he's getting the max. But if you give him upwards of twenty two a year, you have to start thinking, how do we build around this core of, yeah, it's going to be Glenville, Powell, Siakam, OG. Totally, um, it's tricky, but, but that's I think the- that's it. He's played himself to that. It's like, I think that that core of four players is perhaps better than having sort of a worse, less valuable version of um, Fred, Pascal, Norm, and OG to add someone like Giannis to. I think he's played it to like, maybe these are the four guys that you build around and you just find, you, we need a, we need a like a rim protector, but maybe Chris Boucher can do it. <laughs> I, <and laughs> he, he, he's got to add a little bit more muscle, even though he already has in the bubble. But he, he, he needs to get like you know. in the gym. No, you, you got you to gotta start lifting with him in the gym, bro. Yeah, that's the plan. You know, I can take going. I can take him under my wing. I don't mind. All right. Um, and we gotta we gotta get Masai locked up, man. Oh, a hundred percent. No, before all these other guys, you know what, Fred? That's cool. But like, yo, Masai. That's the first thing. Yeah, for sure. If you can lock up Bobby, do that's it. Of course, thing. I feel like Bobby's really. He's always mentioned now in these open GM roles, and I feel like he can. He's gonna get his chance opportunity, and eventually, and he should, and and, and he should absolutely right. Uh, Asian American legend, right there. Uh, you know, petition right now for Bobby Webster being uh, Crazy Rich Asians number two. Um, and then, um, and then yeah, and, and sign Nick Nurse too. Like, what are we doing, man? Like, yeah. how are these guys – they shouldn't even have any sort of availability, even even close to availability. Sign them all up. So, no all right, Deep, we got to let you give, go, give man. Give Masai – yeah, no worries. Yeah, give Take Masai care, guys, Thank bro. you. Yeah, peace. appreciate it. Okay, peace. All right. All right. All right, it's come to that time of the week, you know. Um, <laughs> who who are we? Who's who yeah, is so, it this week? Listen, Stanley has Stanley has 
been too good. He's too busy coming into the fourth quarter, dominating, hitting pull-up jumpers to give the Raptors 100 points from the bench, hitting game winners against Philadelphia, scoring, what, 25 and 5 and 5 against uh, the Nuggets. Stanley's busy, man. No more suggestions for Stanley, all right? You know, he's got lots of things to do. We got to change it up. I'll give you the option. You want Rock, Rondé's recommendations, which is what we had at the start of the season, or do you want to go lower down the chain with like a Dewan's destinations? Rondé played kind of tough yesterday. He looked angry. It was good. Um, yeah, I'm all right with uh, Dewan's destinations. Let's go. With, let's go with Dewan's destinations. All right. Why don't you go first? What, what, what's yeah? Where's um, so where, this week? Destined. I'll attest it. I'm going to recommend a, a documentary and then an accompanying book. But I was uh, off of my day job the last few days. So I watched um, a documentary about the life and comedy of Richard Pryor. But Hill was really, really good. It's available in Canada on Crave through the Showtime documentaries. Um, it's called uh, Richard Pryor uh, Removed the Logic, which is really, really good. I recommend it. And I'll uh, additionally add Scott Saul. He's a professor, I think it. Um, Berkeley, who wrote a great biography on Richard Pryor called Becoming Richard Pryor that came out a few years ago, available on wherever good literature sold. I recommend both if you're interested in that man as I am. He's sort of a comedian like no other. It was really interesting to watch that documentary and uh, think about that book I read a a few years ago. So that's my recommendation this week. Um, If you have some time on your hands, which you uh, likely will, there's a four-day layoff. And I don't know if you're playing on Thursday or Saturday, but uh, Dewan, feel free to check out uh, that documentary and uh, Becoming Richard Pryor by Scott Saul. How about you? What are your recommendations? Uh, Even more, even more books, man. Um, You know, one of my favorite books that I read during the quarantine was Severance by Ling Ma. Um, Yeah, it's it's, it's a really odd thing to read during a pandemic because it's about a global pandemic and it's um it's it's about sort of uh, a woman finding herself and everything like that against the backdrop of a pandemic that literally originates uh from you know southern china and you know takes over the states and stuff like that and the states has a lot of failures in terms of breaking down that's just the backdrop that's not the story um the story is about this, this woman's journey but um yeah i really enjoyed it ling ma you know uh, up and coming uh maybe not up and coming but you know uh, one of many uh, really good Asian American female authors out there. So check out, check out Severance. Um, you know, we, we didn't give him any local recommendations, which is too bad. Josh, do you have anything local? Like we got to give him something. Um, there's a, there's a burger place that opened up in the neighborhood on Lippincott and uh, Harvard ish. Okay. I forgot what it's called. I'm sorry about forgetting the name, <laughs> but I'm going to check it out this week. All right. Um, I planned on it being my recommendation for early next week. Hmm. Um, but in the meantime, uh, I don't know. Go to Hamilton. I went out there on Saturday. It was great. Hamilton Shout out to Kelsey. Pretty nice. From uh, Dishes and Dimes. Yeah. Hamilton's cool. KLB. <laughs> yeah, well, you love Hamilton. It's a good time. Yeah. Lots of, do you have a local uh, uh, suggestion? Do I have a local suggestion to Hamilton? Um, I don't. I mean, I don't really know, man. I mean, to be honest, I you know what? Go to August 8th in Hamilton. The August 8th in Hamilton, much better than August 8th in, in, in Toronto. I'll say that much. <laughs> it is an all-you-can-eat pan-Asian place, but it is actually surprisingly good. They got pretty good sushi for, for pan-Asian places, which uh always really off- offensive. You know, you never see pan-European places. You never go into that place, and you're like, I'm going to pay $25 to have, like, a bratwurst, um, you know, a shepherd's pie. Uh, and a crepe. You know, you know, like a French dip. 
you know, sandwich. You never have that. But French dip is like, not it's European. I'm pretty it's sure it's like invented in Los Angeles or whatever. No, it's yeah, I'm French, sure. but but I'm just saying, you never have that. But you always have Pan Asian places, which is uh, yeah, because you know, let's big secret. Uh, Asians, we don't even really like each other that much in Asia. So when you put us all <laughs> together like that, it's 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 really annoying. You're saying my authentic Thai Vietnamese uh, Peking duck isn't isn't authentic. Unfortunately, it is not. But uh, but I mean, go to August eight. Uh, that's you know. If, you, if, if you're in Hamilton, if you're a McMaster student and you need to take someone out on a date, take your significant other to August 8th in Hamilton. Well, that rhyme, bars. Yeah. Um, we'll be back on Tuesday, September 1st, 2020, to discuss uh, the first three games of Raptors-Celtics. Hopefully, by that point, Kyle Lowry will be great, scoring 30 points a game. Uh, <laughs> and Marcus Smart will have fought Serge Ibaka. Because those oh, both seem... 100% fight. That, that's, that's happening. Yes, and uh, we'll see you then at noon. Will, any last words? Uh, no, go out there, get the tunnel, Mighty Bucket for two, order online at kfc.ca. Josh, thanks for coming on, as always, doing this, KFC, everything like that. Shout out producer Ashley. And uh, yeah, next, next Tuesday, noon. All right, peace. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.